This is Josh Gondelman. No, I'm sorry, I'm Josh Gondelman, and this is Make My Day, a comedy game show. The world is a stressful place to be, so every week, to make it a little more fun and a little more friendly, I play a game with a guest who is guaranteed to win because they're the only contestant. As we move through the game, I design specifically for my guest. I assign them points based on how much their answers delight me and cheer me up. Then, at the end, the winner and only contestant receives a $100 donation to the charity or cause of their choice. And we each give a pep talk to someone or a group out there in the world now that we think deserves it because this isn't all about me. It's just mostly about me. Today's guest is an incredibly funny stand-up comedian. He's appeared on Conan and Bill Burr Presents. He's about to go back on tour. Welcome to the show, Gavin Matz. Wow. Hi, Josh. Thank you. Hey, good to see you. Good to see you, too. How are you doing? I'm fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm just okay today. That's fair. Yeah. I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> I know that you you would love a person to be like, I've had the best day, but that's just what, you know, the energy you bring out of people, but my day has been fine. But that's, that's only fair. because I feel like I've only gone outside one time. <laughs> sure. And I think that has actually contributed. Do you ever have those days when you're on the road and you like close the hotel blinds and like staple them shut so they don't open earlier and then you glue them to the ground so they don't flap up with the air conditioner and then like by noon or 2 p.m. you're like, huh, why do I feel gloom? And you're like, oh, because I've been in a dark hotel room for the last 14 hours. Yeah, I mean, I've really only started the the being on the road thing or like wanting to go, but it is, oh. <laughs> it's 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 sometimes like quite a, a lot of fun. Like I do still love it. Like I like I like even going to the airport. I know that's like a thing we're supposed what to. What's your hate. favorite part? No, what's your favorite part about going to the airport? Oh, stealing water. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're already, I feel like you're already past security and it's like $8 for a water and they always have it like right on the edge. So I always make sure to take a water for the road. (laughs) (laughs) It is, you are past the TSA security and it does feel like the, the security at the airport is not designed to prevent petty shoplifting. No, no, because they're kind of focused on other stuff. Uh, well, this is a perfect way to get into our game. Let's jump right into it. Today's game is called My Way and the Highway. Gavin, you have been traveling and will be traveling across North America doing stand-up comedy. Today, I'm going to ask you questions about the best ways to travel and the best things that happen along the way. As always, I will judge your answers based on accuracy, creativity, and how much they delight me specifically. Gavin Matz, are you ready to play My Way and the Highway? I am so ready to play, Josh. Excellent. So we've already brought up flight, but let's overall talk about this. My first question for you is... What is your preferred mode of transportation? Okay, because preferred mode is not always the mode of transportation that you're you're taking. Totally. Agreed. Cool. Well, then, I mean, my preferred, which is like I've always had the best time on, is like the train. Love a train. I love that it's like, you know, there's like something romantic about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like creative. And then if something happens, you can kind of like you're following somebody between the carts, which has never (laughs) happened to me, but is a fantasy I've had on trains. (laughs) I feel like solving a murder on a train does feel like a really good time. Yeah, it's just like old school. And then it's like the one time I did take a train and it was like amazing. I took a train from L.A. to um, San Diego and I had a window seat and it was like a beautiful 
beautiful time. Was it looking at desert vistas? No, you're like on the ocean. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And they have like actual food. Yes. They have actual service. And there's people on the train where you could probably learn something from them. (laughs) <laughs> like what do you mean well you because you sit in a four right like some of the oh, seats sure. you sit in a four yep and if you're sitting in a four on on like a train like you know like somebody is going to talk yep and they're actually probably not going to be a bad person because they're taking the train yep i just have more faith in people that are taking amtrak <laughs> incredible answer this answer is worth 250 miles, rough, or 200, excuse me, 250 points, which is roughly the amount of distance in miles between LA and San Diego. But you know what? Let's do this. Let's bump it up 400 for the number of kilometers in honor of Canada. Yeah. Miles is also a fun point system for this game. Mm-hmm. So you weren't wrong. Is, no, but I think we can beef up the points. It's a great answer. You deserve the kilometer number of points. 400 points. Next question. How far or how long in terms of time do you prefer to travel in a single day to feel like I made a trip? Um, it, de- it depends because I'm really like a destination guy. Okay. You know, like I like to get, I like to get there like by, okay. by any means necessary. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like it's not about the journey. <laughs> it, no, I, I, I mean, there are times where I'm like, oh, this is the journey and this is about the sure. journey. It doesn't matter. But sometimes when I'm like going somewhere, I'm like, yeah. I, for some reason, it's just, maybe it's toxic masculinity, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I have to get there, you know? <laughs> Right. No, I mean, I think that there are times where the experience of travel is very annoying. Right. And so it is nice, even like, even outside the aggression of like, I gotta get there now! Traffic! Yeah! It's like, it's nice to be the place you're going. I, for sure. I And I, I don't think that anybody should travel more than seven hours in a day. Okay. Al- although I know that that is impossible to do if you're <laughs> flying far away, but I see it as like a work day. I'm like... What made you think seven hours is the cap? Is that like a work day minus a lunch hour? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. I think that is a nice cap. And, and again, I've flown... I flew direct to Hong Kong from New York, and that's about 15 and a half, 16 hours, and it should be less. I don't know how, but it should be. Yeah, they're really taking their sweet time up there. <laughs> yeah, really dawdling. I think you've traveled too long if you like start to eat things that you normally wouldn't. Oh, that's a good that's a good rule. Yeah, like if you're like you're about to grab like an egg sandwich out of like a cooler. <laughs> you're just like <laughs> you, you need to like take a break. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna find a hotel. You don't have to push through. This is a good rule. No longer than seven hours of travel. I think that's a wonderful answer. This answer is worth seven hundred points. One hundred points per hour of the maximum length of day. Nice. Next question. We've talked about this briefly with uh, the idea of eating what you wouldn't normally eat as kind of the signifier of, like, time to quit. But what is the best travel snack? Um, I mean, it's going to differ, obviously, from person to person, but I think Mm -hmm. it's, like, traveling is so stressful. It should be, like, anything that makes you feel good. That's great. So even if it's, like, whatever, you're eating a tuna sandwich or Mm -hmm. something, if you like tuna, 
eat it. You're probably, you know, like when someone eats tuna around everyone. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, I smell Ooh. tuna. But it's yep. like, imagine how happy that person eating tuna right. is. To bring tuna into this situation. <laughs> yes. Because like, it wouldn't even, unless I loved tuna, it wouldn't even occur to me to bring tuna onto an airplane. Like, it's not convenient. <laughs> it's not like, oh, I just grabbed my tuna on the way out the door. <laughs> yeah, they do have good portable cans now. Oh, I well, I mean, that. cans were always portable, but yeah. I, I just mean <laughs> easier to open. <laughs> yes, it's not one of those those big vats that you used to have to buy at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, it's not some new tuna tech. Uh, but I, my my tip for like, because I usually just eat like you know candy or like roasted peanuts. Sure, is I I will bring my own Ziploc container, mm-hmm. and then if I buy like say snacks at the airport or steal them, I um, pour them. I will take them out of the bag while I'm sitting and waiting for the plane or something. And I pour them into this container because then it, it cuts down on like the crinkle that happens oh, yeah. when you're on a plane. And That's you're, like, nice. Because I just don't like drawing it. I don't, I'm not like a tuna person. <laughs> I don't like drawing attention. I also feel like kind of like a child because I'm always in like sweatpants and like a hoodie mm-hmm. and a hat. And then I have candy. You're opening <laughs> peanut M&Ms just like... <laughs> It's always Halloween for this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a great answer. Yes. Um, so you you go to a candy, but I think bringing your own Ziploc container, that's huge. I do think, because I'm also that kind of person that like, if I'm not traveling like back to back to back for like weeks or something, and then I try to be a little bit more responsible about like making sure I eat a vitamin now and again or like a, a nutrient. But like if it's just one flight and I'm like, oh, I have this work trip, I'll find, I'll just eat something like not weird, but like unreasonable at the airport. What are we like, talking here? We're talking I'll, airport food? I'll do airport food, sure. Because I'm an early arriver generally with an airport. I don't like the stress of Am I going to make my flight? I don't like getting there and the line is long and I have to like really stress about how long it'll take me to get to the front. I'm a, I'm always so early. Yeah. And my flights are always early. Mm-hmm. It's just a bad cycle. But early flight, early arrival is tough too because you're like, oh gosh, I would love to get a coffee right now. And like the Starbucks isn't even open yet. Yeah. But you also, I'm always like, okay, well then my day is going to be ruined or I'm going to be jet lagged for a three hour flight. If I have a coffee at 6am to just sit on a flight. (laughs) We're just like wide awake, just looking at like, "Mm, still clouds. All right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just listening to a podcast and I have anxiety. (laughs) I also think about this, the people that work at an airport like that, they have to go there every day. Yeah. They never, they're nobody's ever picking them up from work. No. Or driving them to work, it sounds. It seems like you must be hard up for a job if they're like, well, the good news is you get health care because it's Starbucks. The bad news is you have to go to the airport every day. Yeah, like Tom Hanks in Terminal, just yeah. like stuck in Yeah, purgatory. you might as well just live there. <laughs> you might as well not go home. Yeah, I mean, then we're getting into some worker rights things if we're like putting them in cots and... <laughs> <laughs> Right, like it's like disaster relief, but it's just like so they can get to work on time. Yeah, that feels pretty untenable as a workers' rights situation. Um, excellent answer. This is this is terrific. This answer is worth uh, 572 points based on, I guess, like how many peanuts would be in a big jar of roasted peanuts. Totally. 
Yeah. Next question. What is your number one piece of advice for having a good road trip? Okay, I'm kind of going to be assuming that this is like a road trip with like friends. Sure. Okay, that's kind of where I was thinking for this question, just Perfect. to get away from the business. But, stuff. My, but my, my advice for having a good road trip is invite one less person. Yeah, huge. I think I think the the person <laughs> left out is a is it's it would be sad to be that person, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's important to have somebody somewhere wishing that they were where you are. <laughs> so it's not just for more space in the car. It is also for the fact of someone feeling jealous and excluded. Yes, someone just, oh, I wish I was there. So you're like, you guys, we have to have the time of our life. Like, look who we've left behind to do this trip. We've got to live Britney Spears' film Crossroads. We've got to transform. We've got to enter a new phase in our lives. But also, you can't, even in the car, you can't have a middle seat in the back seat person. Rough. As adults, you can't do it. That's worse than like a a back seat driver. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. somebody like, the middle seat is. It's so rough. I yeah. can't. I if somebody asked me to sit in the middle seat of their car, I think it might end a friendship at this point. <laughs> I mean, I am very like middle child syndrome of like if there's like two people sitting in the front, I'm kind of leaning towards the middle. If I'm the only one in the back, sure. But just because I want to, you know, be yeah, so, you want to be part of it. Part of so I'm saying I would be left behind on a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> You are the left behind. <laughs> this is the leftovers. You're left over. Um, I see that idea of like wanting to be where the action is because that's what's tough, right? And an odd number is tough. Five, the car is too full. Three, there's someone in the back seat just like, hey guys, what you laughing at? <laughs> Seems yeah. pretty fun up there. Two or four. Two or four. Even numbers. Or you know what? Someone else drive another car. Yeah. <laughs> Get in another drive car. alone. <laughs> Incredible answer. Think about how many people. That's very um, Coco Chanel, except that you're not a Nazi sympathizer, <laughs> no, right? When it's like I'm not. I'm, I never have been. Never have been. On the I've always, I've always said that about you. You've never had any sympathies with the Nazis. Yes. But Coco Chanel, that that quote of, um, you know, before you leave the house, look in the mirror, take one thing off, and this is like before you plan the road trip, think about who you want to invite, uninvite one person. <laughs> yes, friends are accessories. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll say this, especially if that person is a Nazi, don't bring them on your road trip. Oh yes. And then that's a horrible accessory. You gotta accessorize it way better. Yeah, you gotta do better than that. Um, excellent answer. This answer is worth hmm, 306 points. Just like a number of people that maybe you've considered a friend lifetime. Next question. What is the least disappointing place you've ever traveled to? Now, I know I'm asking a lot of questions about the questions. No, please. But this makes me feel like, was I going somewhere and I expected to be disappointed? But I was like, what a relief. This Mm -hmm. is barely disappointing. (laughs) <laughs> so I, it doesn't have to be any amount of disappointing, but it could be a place that you didn't expect to be good. Just the gap between, or I guess the total satisfaction, even if it's a place you expected to be great, like, oh, thank goodness it was great. Not disappointed at all. The least disappointing place I think I've ever been is um, I went 
uh, I was in Victoria with mm-hmm. Andy, my friend Andy Haynes, who you know. Yeah. And we went to a place called Souk. I don't know it. Nobody does. <laughs> what What's it like? What's it all about? Well, the really the only thing we saw in Souk is a place called the Souk Potholes, <laughs> which were just like a bunch of underwater ca- canyons. Cool. That you can like swim through and swim under. Wow, that's awesome. And then there are like this like group of like kind of like scary teen locals where you're <laughs> like, if this was a movie, our lives are over. Sure. But they actually like were like, hey, come with us. And they like swam us through the caverns and stuff. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was like a really nice day. Did you go there on purpose knowing about the caverns or was it just like on your way somewhere and it was a detour? Uh, no, we, it was like a detour, but it, it was out of the way. And someone mm-hmm. was like, you should go here. Got it. Yeah, right. And then you did, and it was like, wow, terrific. And then we were like, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love it. A magical day with the local teens. (laughs) Like scary teens. Yeah, I understand. I know that feeling of scary local teens well, where you're like, oh boy, I don't want to get mixed up with these guys. Yeah, you're like, which one of you has a switchblade? <laughs> yeah, what do you, what do you want from me? Do you do you want my money? Do you want to torture me? Are you gonna take my car and use it to commit other crimes? <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, but no, we just want to swim you through these caves. And it's like, thanks, helpful teens. I shouldn't judge people just by being teenagers in the future. Incredible answer, Souk and Victoria. That sounds like such a great place to visit. This, this answer is worth yeah. 500 points, just for, like, the, wow. the beauty of it. Okay, I love it. Thank you. Next question. What is... Oh, this, this kind of flows very nicely from the previous question. What is the best kind of detour or distraction you could come across while traveling? A thing that you'll, you'll always make, try to make time to enjoy? Whenever I'm traveling, I love to go to, like, a local, like, coffee shops or bakeries. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I always will make time for, like, a cinnamon bun. That's such a a sweet, small answer that, like, you can kind of always arrange. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not too hard to to get done. Yeah. Gia Tolentino, the writer, was recently on the show, and she also was very pro-cinnamon bun as a... um, just like a way of life. Like she decided that recently she was like, I'm always going to have a cinnamon bun or she, I'm always going to have cinnamon buns frozen in my freezer that I've made fresh so that I can have a cinnamon bun whenever I want. And that I think the cinnamon bun detour as well as the cinnamon bun stockpile at home, that just seems like the way to live. I'm also like when a place has a really good cinnamon bun, it's like a, it's a good place. Like it's like, homey Mm -hmm. and like you know the people care you know it's like vermont (laughs) there's a really good cinnamon bun uh just places like that where you're like oh i could like you know blend in here yeah 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 yeah. like whenever you get to that point of like gosh my life the entertainment industry it's overwhelming i'm gonna make a new life for myself somewhere with better cinnamon buns (laughs) (laughs) yeah although i have found a cinnamon bun that's like close to my place it's actually cinnamon roll but it's uh, at this place called Winter, and it's like, it's going to ruin my life. <laughs> Just too That's much good, good fun is. access. Yes. Good things are what ruin your life, not bad things, Josh. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right. You talked about it like it was heroin. <laughs> You're like, yeah. You're like this. I tried this cinnamon bun once, and I can tell I liked it too much. <laughs> it's like you're behind the music. 
It's just like Gavin really went off the rails when he started eating those cinnamon buns heavy. Oh man. You could see it. You could see it on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His eye pupils were dilated. It's like, are you on are you on the buns again? <laughs> My eyes are glazed. <laughs> and it's not from being tired, it is actual no, frosting. They're frosted. <laughs> We found him face down in a cinnamon bun, eyes glazed over with glaze. Oh, the, what a way to go, though. Um, yeah, that is so. That's so nice. I think like the small things when you're traveling or whatever are like such a a nice thing you can do for yourself. I think that's really lovely. This answer, this answer is worth six hundred two points. Next. Question. Final question. If you were doing some kind of Cormac McCarthy's The Road thing, trudging through a desolate, post-apocalyptic wasteland, who would you want to be with you for company? And what would be your biggest challenge after the apocalypse, personally? I mean, this is a cute answer. Please. But but it's genuine. Please. I would want to be with my little sisters. Oh. Just because they're, like, fun and they're, like, you know— they're like yeah. Gen Gen Z, so like maybe they know something <laughs> about the apocalypse, like that, like you know we've overlooked, right? Like they saw a TikTok that's like how to survive in a desolate. Exactly, wasteland. that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> they have the most information, and it's thrown at them, and they remember it, and they just store yep. it away. They saw someone dancing and pointing at words, and they're like, "Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is how you decontaminate water." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, how do you know this? You're like TikTok. Yeah. It was um, huge. Addison Ray had this whole thing about it. <laughs> um, but I think my biggest, the thing I would have to kind of overcome is, you know, going from like cinnamon buns to like yep. eating another person. Yeah, that's that's a real threshold to cross. Yeah. I think it would take me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seems like eventually you'd come to having to eat someone. Yeah. After the apocalypse, like, not just, because this isn't just, like, camping or getting trapped in the mountains where you're like, well, we'll we'll rough it up. Maybe someone will rescue us. But after the apocalypse, you're like, well, there's no vegetables, no animals. <sighs> Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> there's also, I think, we're, we're kind of, like, at this place, like, where there are too many kinds of apocalypses. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't even know how to prepare anymore. Right. There's zombie, there's biblical. a climate apocalypse, biblical, right. Some kind of some kind of act of God, the, just the sea levels rising, regular, um, nuclear war. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be just like one extreme. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And then right. it was like, the, you know, like a day after tomorrow came out, I was like, maybe that could happen. Yep. The world could freeze over. I never thought about the kind of diversity of apocalypses that we have to be prepared for in 2021. Uh, pandemic, obviously, not to be oh, too yeah. bleak. I forgot yeah, about that already. I know <laughs> it's still <laughs> happening, but it just feels less apocalyptic now. Oh, that's another thing. Is I was in Texas at a gas station going to like San Antonio in July, which was don't go there. Mm-hmm. But I was wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> you would have think that I was like carrot top or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just the reactions from people? Yeah, you're like, who's this jack guy with like an orange afro? <laughs> <laughs> Never seen the likes of you here before. <laughs> um, that is wild. Yeah. Ugh. 
Um, but that is a great answer. Little sisters, the Gen Z, very sweet. And I think having to eat a person would be a super rough part of the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, it'd be terrible. <laughs> um, that yeah, that answer is worth eight. But also the biggest oh. fear, Josh. I'm sorry. Yes, please, that, no, please. Is that what if it? The worst thing that could possibly be about eating a person is that it was like, wow, I've been missing out. Yeah, where you're like, this is better than cinnamon buns. <laughs> wow, this is slapping. These these people are banging right now. This tastes good. If we rebuild society, it's going to be so hard to unlearn how good it is to eat people. <laughs> a great answer. This answer is is worth um, 499 points. How many days of apocalypse it would take before I would be like, all right, gotta eat a person. Wow, less than two years, Josh. Weird. <laughs> apocalypse. That's that's bigger than a regular year, apocalypse years. <laughs> You're still counting the days. Yeah. Well, you gotta just to 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 stay sane. <laughs> And that brings us to the end of today's game of My Way and the Highway. Your total score is 2,977 points. The highest all-time score in Make My Day history. Gavin Matz, how do you feel? Oh, wow. I can't believe I got the high score. It's so... <laughs> <laughs> Unexpected. One of the least disappointing podcast competitions ever, I hope. <laughs> Definitely. Terrific. Well, thank you for having me. Of course, thank you for for being here. This is this is delightful. As this week's grand prize winner, you will receive a $100 donation to the charity or aid cause of your choice. Where will the money be going? Oh, to the Black Trans Travel Fund, please. Oh, yeah, that's a great cause, and I will make the the donation link available in the show notes for anybody else who'd like to donate. Finally, today, our pep talks. We each give a pep talk to someone or a group of people that we think might need it this week. I'll go first. My pep talk is for anyone stuck alone in a hotel in an unfamiliar city on a flight delay. And I'm sure this is a real pain in the ass, right? Because first of all, an extra night away from home may mean a loss of time and money that'll be tough to swallow. And I'm sure the airline wasn't super helpful, especially at first. Those companies would chuck passengers across the country by catapult if they could afford the insurance premiums. But once you've made peace of the fact that you've lost precious hours and maybe dollars, you're not going to get back. You're basically in international waters in terms of time. Wander around some strange neighborhood. Eat a meal you'd never consider under other circumstances. Spend an hour watching a TV channel with a three-letter abbreviation that you're not even sure what it stands for. <laughs> like, what is ZMU TV? <laughs> Who cares? I'm watching it. And why wouldn't you? Yeah, you've got to get up at 4 a.m. tomorrow, but that doesn't mean you'll be able to fall asleep at 8 p.m. tonight. The math just doesn't work. Enjoy the liminal space between home and wherever you're coming from. And save up your annoyance for tomorrow morning when you have to take off your shoes because the TSA pre-check lane at the airport is closed for some reason. Gavin, the floor is yours for a pep talk. Wow, today I'm going to be giving a pep talk to somebody who does things last minute. But it's only because they're busy and <laughs> they're the person in the middle seat. Mm -hmm. And I just want to give the person in the middle seat a pep talk, you know? I've been in the middle seat. You fight over the armrest. But it's a, that's like the worst thing that happens in it. I was trying to do a voice where it was like... <laughs> but, you know, uh, the middle seat's not that bad. You can be a shoulder for somebody to sleep on. Mm -hmm. You can stare out the window over a person and it's almost like you're traveling in a group. Mm -hmm. And it only takes 
three hours and then it's over, you know? Hold a baby, share <laughs> snacks, make a friend. That's what the middle seat is all about. It's about leaning over and intruding into somebody's space. So if you have to be that person, just be that person. That's beautiful. That's yeah. so encouraging. That's so kind. Middle seat <laughs> listeners across the world have been brought so much comfort by this, as you said it. So thank you for that. And thank you for being here. That has been this week's show. This has been Make My Day. I'm your host, Josh Gondelman. Thank you once again to this week's champion, Gavin Matz. Gavin, where can people find you and your work and your tour dates? You can find me on social media at Gavin Matz, on all of them at the same thing. And uh, tour dates, you can go to www.gavinmatz.com slash tickets. I'm going to like a lot of like major, good cities with good cinnamon (laughs) buns. You're going. You're going to Bun Country. <laughs> yeah, I'm going all over Bun Country. It's a big Bun Country tour, 2021. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here. If anybody is interested in donating to the Black Trans Travel Fund, I'll make that available again in the show notes. Go see Gavin out on the road in your bun-filled cities. If you have your own answers to today's game of My Way and the Highway, tweet them at me at Josh Gondelman or at Make My Day Pod. And that's the show. Make My Day is a Radio Point production produced by Houston Snyder and Naomi Steinberg, recorded and edited by Kat Iosa, executive produced by Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. If you like the show, please rate and review it as highly as your conscience allows. A five-star review really helps. We'll be back next week. Until then, have several nice days. Nice days.